Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the stories, and the insights from business owners. My name is John Cassie Rice, and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I am your local Federation of Small Businesses membership advisor, meeting and supporting business owners from all industries. Today we have Tim with us. Hello, Tim. Hi, John, and thank you so much for inviting me onto the podcast as well. What a brilliant idea as well. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm very excited to have you. It took us a little while to get there. We had a couple of issues, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. Modern technology. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim, tell us about your business. Well, it started off um, six years ago. And um, the idea was, uh, my background is as, as a journalist. And I thought, um, I could see I was working at a digital marketing agency. And I was being asked to do more and more content. And the opportunity came up for me to uh, set up my own business. And I thought I would do content marketing for uh, small business owners, because I could see it was a really good, you know, Google likes it. And it was good from a uh, you know, kind of um, web visitor point of view. It's really important to have fresh content on your site. Um, so, but what started to happen was that um, I was, you know, quite quickly picked up um, different clients, but then they wanted me to actually help them do the kind of, if you like, hands-on marketing. These are all small business owners. And so the content side, I kind of didn't do too much of. Um, and I started to kind of focus more on LinkedIn, um, doing email campaigns, still with a bit of a content focus, um, videos and so on, but all for smaller businesses. So, um, so the core of my business is working with lots of different small business owners and helping them uh, with their marketing and the marketing strategy and so on. And an area that, another area that's funny how these things kind of adapt, which I never kind of realized when I set up the business, uh, one of the areas I was being asked to do more of was showing people how to do things. They wanted to be trained. And, uh, and I found I quite enjoyed that side of things. And as it happened, uh, I think it was about two years ago, uh, I met a chap who actually asked me to do some content for a course that he was delivering in the Middle East. And I said, yeah, I don't mind. I can put some content for you. And then he said, we got talking after a few coffees, you know, weeks apart and all that. And he said, do you fancy presenting, you know, delivering this three-day training course in the Middle East? And I thought, well, it's not something I've really done much of, but, um, you know, I thought you ought to sort of just try and get out of your comfort zone. Uh, so that's what happened. I went to uh, the Middle East and went to Amman uh, at the end of, well, I think uh, December it was, and I delivered this three-day course to a global mining company on communications, on PR, uh, and um, uh, uh, and uh, marketing generally. And it was, and I really enjoyed it. It was such an ex amazing experience. And from that, I've been started to do, um, you know, more corporate training, not just uh, in the Middle East, but also in the UK. So I've got two kind of, to cut a <laughs> long story short, John, I've got two aspects then. So it's the hands-on kind of marketing from a social distance point of view for smaller businesses, and then also doing this training, uh, corporate training as well, as a sort of add-on. And I, I just really enjoy what I do. That sounds fabulous. And it sounds like it's evolved quite naturally over a period of time. It, it has, exactly. It's funny what you, um, how these things 
kind of just develop and i mean i still do the kind of the copywriting and so on but it's uh, i i found what i really enjoy is actually speaking to people and showing them you know how to do things and, and sharing my expertise uh, but it's something that i never kind of set out to do and i i I've all, I kind of i think well you know i try and think where does it come from in my own family and uh you know i think about my mum and my grandparents actually they were both well, they were all um, teachers. So I'm wondering if it does come through the line that way. And on the other side, my grandfather had his own business and all that sort of stuff. So uh, I'm sure, hopefully, <laughs> their genes have passed through somehow. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I understand that because I've been running a training company for 20 years. And there's, there's something so satisfying about mm. when somebody is ready to learn something and they have those insights it's absolutely they get, just guess it um, i mean i made a bit of a i was a bit uh, uh, on the way when i went to oman the, the the i mean lovely 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 people uh and this is all about kind of really knowing your audience and i delivered it it was quite a theoretical course uh, that i was dealing with and and their english is their the participants their english was really good but they said to to me at the end of the, the day one they said well, actually we can't really understand what you're saying that much uh, and I was trying to think, well, why is that? I've done lots of radio and, you know, I'm used to presenting and lots of stuff. And I realized that, um, the, the, that they, they didn't, they couldn't really understand my accent because they were so used to, uh, watching American TV programs. Yes. So, that, so, <laughs> so I had to change the course for the next two days and I made it much more practical um you know with role play and bits of string going across you know what's like to, <laughs> across <laughs> across the room and you know throwing balls to each other all that sort of thing. and they loved it and it just you know it's just a different way of presenting the point but you know it doesn't always have to be as as we both know standing in front of a screen it's the interactive stuff is is the most fun and it was it was so enjoyable and they yeah uh the feedback was great as well from that fabulous so it seems a great opportunity because I know we met on LinkedIn. We did, yeah. And uh, you do some LinkedIn training. So it would be amiss of me not to sort of uh, get some tips and uh, insights <laughs> from you. I'm sure you know most of it, John, yourself. But for, uh, when I was trying to, uh, the way I, I got into rolling the time back to kind of six years ago, uh, when things were normal, can't believe it now, when we didn't have to wear face masks. Who would have thought <laughs> that? But, um, and the, the reason I started to use it was to try and get in contact uh, the, the the role that I was um, I was in at this digital marketing agency uh, kind of finished so I needed to find some new opportunities and I used started to use LinkedIn to find what well, to reconnect with people that I had met to see whether they had any opportunities for me uh, and uh, and that was uh, that was really kind of a, it was a brilliant tool a brilliant uh, platform. Uh, and that's how I kind of built the business up with lots of different kind of smaller um, kind of uh, jobs, if you like. Uh, but then I started to, I think I might have been asked even then to, to use LinkedIn for clients. I can't remember. Uh, but around that sort of time. And then I um, started doing it on behalf of clients, just generally, and finding people to connect with. And, and I suppose there's... You know, everybody's got different ways of using LinkedIn, which is great. For me, the way that I've found that has, has worked is uh, making sure you, you're kind of your short window, your profile is, 
you know, draws people in. You think about, um, it's all about building relationship. It's all about, um, you know, trust and the benefits. What can you um, show people you, what you can do? That's the sort of profile, but your shop window. Uh, so then, you, but, oh, so let's yeah. narrow it down a bit on that. Cause you're absolutely right. That is um, so vital. Yeah. Uh, so what about your picture? What, what would you, suggestions would you make about the picture where people can see your face? I mean, there's, that's what um, people are. It's a really good point. That's what people are going to notice straight away. It's going to be, you know, your profile picture and the background picture as well. And uh, many people don't change their the background standard picture for LinkedIn, which is, uh, as we know, blue dots joined up, isn't it? Yes. Uh, dot to dot. Um, but it can be, if that whole space, a bit like a magazine, I suppose, that whole space is a great way of just getting people interested in what you do. Just a couple of words of what you do, a nice picture to draw, draw you in, a professional picture as well. I, ha I have had, uh, well, how can I put this? I don't think they're listening, hopefully not. But I, I did work with uh, um, a chap, oh, two or three years ago, who ran a very successful company for years and years, but never has used LinkedIn. And he didn't want to change his profile picture, which was him. That's right. It was him on holiday, which I didn't think was too professional for what the industry he was aiming at. And his wife's picture, um, she had her eyes closed. And I said, well, actually, you know, I, I would suggest that you change your, your profile pictures. Oh, no, that's how, that's how our brand is. So I suggested. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's so important. To, you're absolutely right to... Yeah, you know, get uh, de decent pictures, a decent headline as well to draw people in, building up that relationship as if you're talking to people. Um, you know, sh you know, trying to, let's say, show your benefits, what you can do, build that trust. I use, you know, keywords. I mean, there's lots, lots to it as well. And just to kind of just see what works. So there's the profile bit. And then that's, for me, I, I like to kind of post different content. And it's, I find that, um, when I suggest to people post content, they do it for, you know, the first week or so, and then slowly <laughs> they don't, they don't do it. Uh, but I, I, you know, again, I, su I suggest that, um, that they post content on a regular basis, even, even if it's not every day, but you know, every, every other day, just to kind of keep the, um, uh, you know, people, people in the, uh, at the, you know, in the front of their mind. Uh, and it's company what types of, of posts work really well on LinkedIn. Yeah, I mean, this is it. It's every client, every uh, every um, you know person is kind of different. But it's what you know, what would interest your prospects or your your connections. Um, so for me personally, um, you know, I try you know I try and think of what what people might be interested in. Uh, so I, I might sort of make a. I might share some um, news about LinkedIn, uh, you know, or tips on LinkedIn. Uh, maybe, uh, uh, what else? Like, a, a, I call it a boastful post where you, perhaps once a week, we just, well, thing it, it, where you blow your own trumpet, which I, in real life, I never go around telling everybody how wonderful I am. Quite the opposite. I think you, have you should. To do that on LinkedIn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At the I supermarket. And... Yeah, exactly. And I noticed this years and years ago when I was um, working you know, corporate life and I couldn't understand why people kept being promoted around me or getting the bonuses uh, because they, they didn't seem to do as much as I did. 
And the reason was because they kept telling everybody how good they were. So, <laughs> so I've borrowed that. <laughs> and it does seem to work. You just have to remind people what, you, what your achievements are. And we, we all think we all kind of downplay it quite a lot anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, kind of like a boastful post once a week or so. But uh, what I've been experimenting with uh, more is, is doing these videos, like 30 second videos, sharing tips, really. Um, and, and it's really hard to kind of, to measure really. But I, uh, but I have found that I've been, since I've been doing these video clips, whether it's a coincidence or not, that, you know, more people have been in touch and uh, I certainly have uh, got more, I've had lots more opportunities. So I'll try and do, a, you know, like a video, um, you know, once a month, but it's, uh, so that's the sort of thing, kind of you, you know, useful, valuable information and a bit about me. Yeah. <laughs> so that 30 seconds is that's, that's because that works. Best. Well, I just found the shorter, I just found the shorter ones seem to get more views and more comments and also to ask questions as well, of course. Yes. Um, uh, I, you know, I did do, I did try longer ones and they didn't seem to, to work quite as well. So the nice, short, sharp uh, videos seems to, seem to work yeah. pretty well. Yeah. And it, it is worth doing videos. It's one of those I've uh, oh, on my YouTube channel so for the hard. training company is that I've had people talk to me and then go, Oh, you don't know me, do you? Yeah, that's well, that's the other thing. You're so right, John. And that's I, I'm convinced that people um, can't remember whether they met you or seen you online or <laughs> yes. in real life. Uh, and I had this um, at an exhibition, you know, pre COVID, pretty normal time. Uh, it was a business show and I kept seeing people that um, I thought I, you know, I knew, well, I knew them so well, but I hadn't actually really met them. Very <laughs> odd. Thing. And likewise, it was the reverse. The new that's a, that's yeah. powerful. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. So it does help. Yeah. That's so do sure. you use a structure for your videos? Is there a, um, a process that somebody beginning out could uh, use if they were thinking of using video? Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've had to, uh, I've kind of learned this a lot in the last um, last few months, particularly during lockdown. And um, I think the, the key is just to, to sort of talk to talk to the camera as if it's a friend, and to rehearse beforehand as much as you can. <laughs> and you can get all sort of auto cues as well, I gather, for your phone. Um, and and actually. It doesn't really matter if you make a mistake. You can always edit, edit it. I think people don't mind so much. Um, and uh, and use uh, subtitles as well. I've got one of my clients. Um, she she's deaf. They run a sign language school, um, and um, she quickly. Well, I realised you know it's not fair on people who are well, and, well for anybody really. People that always want to um, or can't always. Um, have the sound up or hear the sound. So it's so important to have, you know, subtitles. And I found the ones, the videos that I have done with subtitles have performed a lot better than ones which I, um, I didn't. And, and what put me off slightly was it's got really technical, I found with LinkedIn, didn't always seem to work when you're trying to upload the SRT, the subtitles file to LinkedIn. So now I found a, a, a package that, where you can actually do the subtitles while you're editing, which seems to work pretty well. And do you remember what that's called? Uh, I can find out for you. 
I can't remember off the top of my head. <laughs> okay, because we can put that as a resource as one. Yeah, of exactly. I'll, I'll send over the data, details. Yeah, it's very good. It's a free thing at the moment as well, which is even better. Excellent. Yeah. All right, so if somebody's interested in finding out more about what you do, Tim, whether it's the um, at a distance handholding through the building the campaign and or yeah, yeah. your training, um, how would they contact you? Uh, I, well, I, I should say straight away, um, LinkedIn, of course, is, is great. Um, and uh, if people do a search for my name and Surrey or LinkedIn, I should come up. Uh, but also my website is upperhanddigital.co.uk, upperhanddigital.co.uk. Well, thank you yeah. for your humour. Thank you for sharing part of your story well, and your insights and tips. Thanks, you. Thank you, John. Yeah, um, happy to have a chat with, with anyone as well. Thank you, John. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And Tim, if you know of any uh, business owners or entrepreneurs that would like to be a guest on the podcast, please do let me know. Well, I will do. Thank you very much. I think it's terrific what you're doing as well. There's so many, you know, we really need to sort of support each other. Yes. Uh, in this, this time. And I've found that my business has, has actually kind of grown by. Um, collaborating with people that's really has been the key to it um, yes and we do and, and there's such yeah. innovative and great businesses around us yeah exactly and you know that, I think small businesses we're we're the ones who are going to be you know pushing things forward and helping the economy I reckon you know get Definitely. back in the streets uh, and, 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 and it's so if you are you know if you are setting up a business for the first time John you know your podcasts are, are fantastic and you know, do it's such a supportive network, isn't it, John? Yes. You know, the whole small business community. You know, it's just incredible, really. Yeah, reach so out. Much. Just reach out and talk, and people really are helpful. Yeah, exactly. And I think it can be, especially in the early days, you do you can feel a bit isolated. Yes, um, and, and that's one of the things. Even yeah. when you've been running it for a while, you can feel quite lonely. Sometimes you feel like you're the only one going through it. Um, and that's what we're hoping to share with these, the share the stories. And so people go, I'm not just the only one. No, no, no. So we all feel it. That's the hardest thing for me has been, um, especially when I started, was oh, actually, I, you know, I should be, I should be uh, at my desk at nine o'clock and, you know, having a meeting. And it, was, it was very difficult doing the, um, you know, working by myself. But that's but when I started to kind of, uh, as the Americans say, whatever, a reach out and, meet new people and work in class offices pre-COVID. It made a big difference, you know. Yes, fabulous. And I'd highly recommend reaching out to Tim. He's a wonderful, very oh. generous guy. As I think you're picking up anyway. Oh, thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you very much. <laughs> so this uh, has yeah. been a podcast by business owners for business owners. And uh, until next time, see you soon. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me on the program, on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. The Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as FSP payments, fast, secure and reliable card machines to fit your business, exclusive discounts available for FSP members, including reduced minimum monthly service charges, authorization fees, as well as up to six months free terminal rental with no joining fees. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk